I'm Jessie Aredia, and you're listening to Soul Care for the New Mom, a podcast designed with new moms in mind, where we talk about what it looks like to thrive in motherhood as the free, confident, joy-filled women God has called us to be. Hey friends, I am so excited to introduce to you Rose Mary Clark, who is a language of listening parenting coach and also this past month's guest expert in my mom empowered coaching program. Now I invited Rose to come on and share more about the work she does with moms when it comes to handling discipline and communication with our children. But honestly, the part of our conversation that I was the most excited about was actually when she talked about what it looks like for us as moms to set healthy boundaries and to actually take care of ourselves so that we can avoid burnout in motherhood. Now, Rosemary has just a wealth of knowledge to share with us, and it was an honor to have her both on the podcast and to have her speak to the ladies who are enrolled in my coaching program. Every month, I love to invite a new guest expert in for a workshop and a Q&A, and the purpose of this is to give my mom-empowered gals a chance to meet with a professional or with a specialist who can equip them in different ways than I can, whether that's a parenting coach and boundaries expert like Rose, or a hormone specialist, or an Enneagram coach, or even a child behavior analyst. Bringing these experts in is just my way of treating my clients to top-notch coaching and resources. And with that being said, I do just want to remind you that I am currently enrolling new clients into my six-month program. Now, this is an intensive program designed to empower moms to break free from their anxiety, anger, and their overwhelm. And just from what I've heard from my clients these past few months alone, it is remarkable how quickly they are able to experience breakthrough and transformation. So if you are interested in learning more or if you are ready to book a free 30-minute empowerment call with me, I want to encourage you to click the link in the show notes or visit soulcarefornthenewmom.com forward slash coaching. Now, before we dive in, I do just want to say one more thing, and that is if you are enjoying the show or if you took away something valuable from today's episode, I would love if you would do me a favor and take a screenshot to share it to your Instagram stories. You can tag me at soulcarefornthenewmom, and as always, it would also mean the world to me if you would take a quick second to leave a rating and review in iTunes to help more women find the show. All right, without further ado, here is my conversation with Rosemary. Hey, Rose, welcome to the podcast. How are you guys hanging in there today? Oh, we're doing pretty good, Jesse. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, I Well, I'm excited for a few different reasons. The first is because I know that you are one of the guest experts in my Mom Empowered program, and I know that you're going to be speaking to my Mom Empowered ladies yeah. on a topic that we're all like really wanting to hear more about of setting boundaries and taking care of ourselves and knowing how to how to get our needs met without having to fight so hard for it without having to like claw at people for it. I just, I think that that's a really important topic, especially for us as moms. Um, but I'm, I'm also excited to have you on the podcast today though, because I want everybody to hear about the work that you do. Again, I, I, I do think it's so important for us as moms to know that there are tools out there to help us with our communication, to help us set boundaries, to help us not just be drained by motherhood, but to, you know, to work through challenges and to have healthy relationships with our families and with our kids. So thank you just again so much for coming on today. And I would love if you would tell the audience a little bit more about yourself and your family and and what it is that you do. 
Sure. Yeah. So I, um, I'm a 43 year old mom to two sweet little girls and uh, I'm married to my best friend, Steve, and we live in Nova Scotia, Canada, uh, and very much looking forward to summer here <laughs> for many, for many, many reasons. Um, so my girls are school aged and, uh, my husband and I run a retail shop together, but we're kind of switching careers. So for me, I've been spending, um, a number of years now just training to be an authorized language of listening, parenting coach. And my husband's actually doing his master's in counseling. So we're kind of hoping that we might still be able to work together a little bit because kind of we've enjoyed it so far you know um, working together and it's fun that we can talk about things because where he's studying like psychology and you know I'm, I'm you know learning a lot about that as well it's been a lot of fun to kind of talk about that together but also the fact that we're parenting together and so uh, we get to talk about those things in regards to the decisions we're making when we're um, we're dealing with our daughters as well I love that and so you are an authorized language of listening parent coach. And I know that that's kind of like a wordy title. So can you break that down a little bit for us? What is language of listening and what does it mean? Like, how do you coach parents? Yeah. So, um, Language of listening is a parenting model, basically where we believe in the inherent greatness of children. Really, we believe in the inherent greatness of all people. And we, we equip parents with tools in order to be able to coach their kids to bring out that greatness. So instead of using punishment, we use something called success training. Um, and um, yeah, just really give parents really solid tools. Because I think we all need that as parents. We need really solid tools that we can fall back on. Parenting is like the hardest job in the world, right? It takes you to your extremes. <laughs> And um, being able to have, you know, some solid tools in your back pocket can really make can really make all the difference. I think especially because as parents, we can kind of get lost. And um, that's one thing that I really want to see as moms, you know, not getting lost, because when we get lost, then we, we really can't bring our full selves um, to our to our parenting job. And the way that I coach people is I coach one on one um, online over video and teach them the solid tools for uh, language of listening for the parenting side. But also it, it, language of listening is so fantastic because it really comes from a place that understands how people work. And so it started as a, it started as a parenting model. Um, and, uh, but then as, as the founder, Sandy Blackard, as she went on, she realized like this applies to human beings across the board. So one of the, the fantastic things that I discovered when I was doing my training, you know, I went in wanting to, to learn about parenting, but, um, you know, really when I, when I did my training, uh, there's this whole other personal growth aspect to it. And I was actually able to like reparent myself. Um, and that was, that was just fantastic as well. So it's really understanding how human beings work and putting that, putting that into practice and, and very simple, effective tools. Like I love that too. Like the tools are so simple that anybody can do them. Like they're, they're not, they're not rocket science at all in any way, shape or form, but the results feel like rocket science. Like it feels like you've put this magical, you know, thing into your parenting and into your, into your life. And um, that's really uplifting as well. Yeah. I can only imagine how empowering it is for parents, you know, when they're, when they're being coached and they're learning language of listening, how empowering it is to see that you're right. Like it's not just this magic tool. It's like simple things that make all the difference and reap huge results. And I'm wondering like, what are some of the challenges that moms are coming to you with? And, you know, especially moms of toddlers, because that is primarily who my listeners are. What are some of the challenges that they're coming in with? And what are some of the results that they're now seeing because of the tools and the, and the new skills that they're learning? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think in general, moms need more support, 
I think just in our society and yeah, you're nodding your head, right? <laughs> like we need, we need more support for goodness sakes. And mom needs, moms need solid tools, which I already kind of mentioned. And I say this because when I talk to moms, I find so many moms who don't really like the way they parent, like they've got some aspects of parenting down, but I think when push comes to shove, there's things that they're doing that they really don't like seeing themselves do. So the yelling, the threats, that sort of a thing where they just get overwhelmed, they get caught up in what's going on and they don't really feel they don't really feel like they're in a place to choose what they're doing in, in many moments. And so that becomes very, very difficult. And, and you know, the, the name of my business is actually love the way you parent. Um, because this is, this is where I bring moms, you know, is, is I bring them to a place where they're free. They feel free to make choices about their parenting and, uh, and the way that they're showing up in the world also for themselves, you know, and then they get to a place where they get to choose what they like in the way they parent and really what they love in the way they parent. So they come to a place where they can really truly love the way they parent. But, but, but it's, it's, you know, getting, getting behind, you know, what's going on with kid, with your kid's behavior. And again, having those solid tools to fall back on so that when things get crazy, when things are feeling overwhelming, that moms just say like, I've got this in my back pocket. And I know, I know exactly what, uh, I know exactly what I'm going to, what I'm going to do. So yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, just a lot of moms just really, they, there's this void that's kind of there, you know, and I can talk a little bit more about that as well. If, if, if you want, where we've kind of come from this place of, you know, parenting being based on BF Skinner's reward and punishment and how it kind of worked for some things. But then there was this, this other stuff kind of backpacking on it that just really didn't really wasn't giving us the results that we wanted um, with our kids. And that's because it kind of throws us into more, it throws kids into like their animal brain and their animal way of thinking. And it throws them into survival mode. Um, whereas we want to be in a place where we can um, be training kids about success and um, finding success in the way that they're behaving. And really what that comes down to is, um, I could talk about the second premise in language of listening is that, you know, children act according to who they believe they are. And so in language of listening, we give moms again and dads the tools, um, you know, to really be coaching that inner greatness in their kids so that the kids are making decisions about their behavior according to who they believe they are. And then they start managing their own behavior. So their parents aren't constantly trying to manage their behavior and, you know, using punishments and trying to train them and teach them in these ways that are not working for long-term, the long-term effects, you know, that parents are really hoping for, because that's really what we want. We really want our kids to be you know, managing their own behavior. So we're not trying to teach them the same lessons over and over and over again. And I think that's another frustration that a lot of moms have is like my kids just, they don't get it, you know? Yeah. What is, you know, what are some of the tools then? How can we start to change our language, um, you know, to kind of move away from what you're talking about with the punishment, the rewards, and instead, you know, have more of, you know, an empowering communication. How can we start to do that? What does that actually look like? Yeah, yeah. So one of the most important aspects of communication, of course, is listening. And I think you caught that, right? Like the, the name of the model is language of listening. So it really is a way to speak that allows you to listen. The first premise of language of listening says that everything children do and say is communication. So the first tool that we give parents is a tool that's going to allow them to really understand the indirect communication that's coming through their kids behavior because so many times when we see certain behaviors with kids and this is really societal you know we see certain things and we, we label it or we we attach a meaning to what the child is doing and often it can be something like you know that child is being rude that child is being disobedient when really those behaviors if we can just stop for a second and, and release the judgments and just go oh something's going on here my child has a life challenge how can I help them through this challenge and teach them to meet their needs in a way that's socially beneficial because what they're doing over here right now I don't like you know maybe they're hitting their brother or their sister I don't like it this is not socially beneficial behavior for them this is not the way we want 
them to continue to behave, you know, so what, what can I do to help them to redirect them to meet their needs in a way um, that uh, that's, you know, again, a, a way that, that as the parent I like, and, and as a way for the child that it feels fulfilling for them to meet their need, because another premise of language of listening says that all behavior needs uh, healthy needs. And not all behavior is healthy, of course, but all behavior, it has a good intention behind it, which is just the child trying to meet their need, or even just the adult, right? This, all these things apply, apply to all of us. So that first tool that we give to parents is a tool of validation, and it's a tool for connection. So that before a parent moves into any guidance, um, you know, boundary holding, that sort of thing, they're going to connect and validate validate where their child is at. So the tool is very simply called. Here comes this really simple parts of it, right? Say what you see. So you really just simply reflect back to the child like a mirror, what you see them saying or doing or thinking or feeling. And I'll, I'll give you a few examples, okay? So when a child is crying, you could say what you see with, I hear crying or you're sad. And you just leave it like that, just very simply like that. And often what happens is the child will give you more information. Maybe they'll correct you. They'll say, I'm not sad. I'm mad. You know, they'll, they'll let you know if you got it wrong. So you don't, you don't even always have to be right with the say what you see. You just do the best that you can. Right. Um, but usually what happens is, you know, again, you just say, I hear crying and they'll probably tell you why, or maybe they'll come over and get a hug because they know you see them. They know that you see them and they know that communication is getting through. Like I said, everything children do and say is communication, right? When they say I'm hungry, um, you can say what you see with you're hungry, your tummy feels empty, right? And then they'll likely go into a clear communication about what they want because they it's been okay. It's okay for them to connect with that feeling. It's okay for them to be hungry. Sometimes they just need to know that their their feelings are okay or whatever's going on inside of them are okay, is okay because they're new to life. They're new and they can't always express it, um, their communications in ways that we would as adults, you know, in ways that we as adults understand. So then, again, as parents, what we want to do is we want to start looking and just seeing things just as they present themselves. And, um, you know, and you can coach the child if they're not if they're not going into communication, you're hungry you know, let's talk about what you want to eat, or you can hold your boundary at that point and say, it's too close to supper. You know, I'm making your supper now, you know, whatever that sort of thing. Another, another thing, you know, uh, another example would be like when your child can't put their shoes on, like, you know, they can put their shoes on, but they're just not going through with it. Right. And so in te technically, you know, as a mom or generally as a mom, we would get kind of upset about that. Right. But again, if we can just step back and just stay calm and validate where the child is at, see where they're at and just say, you can't get your shoes on. You just can't, even though you know, you can they can so even though you know they can just say you just can't you know that, that's way too hard and what this is going to do is help them dig deeper and communicate their why which is probably what you'll hear next so it could even be that they hurt their finger and they didn't think there was time for a band-aid you know maybe their fingers hurt and they can't get that shoe on you'd want to know that though as a parent right but kids they don't their brains don't always work that way they're not so clear in the way that they function right that they can just say my finger hurts i need a band-aid they might just be like oh there's no time for a band-aid we have to get out the door but i can't get my shoe on you know so just that idea of really listening to what their indirect communication is and that just really allows again that that listening our listening to get through and then we can help our child with their life challenges because we're, we're starting to know what their life challenges are because we're looking and watching again rather than seeing you know, a rude child or a disobedient child, like it really is communicating something, not I'm disobedient, right? Not I don't want to listen to you. When they don't listen, it means they have a life challenge. And so we want to uncover that so we can support them um, through that. I love that. Um, you know, and it also makes me think about how we as parents sometimes have that that indirect communication where sometimes we kind of have to get to the root of why are we acting this way? Why are we being this way? So, so when it comes to, you know, handling our communication, setting boundaries for ourselves and, you know, really getting our needs met, what might be some practical first steps in terms of 
I guess just setting those boundaries because I know for us as moms, we can tend to not express our needs and we're just kind of going through these same cycles. We're just communicating poorly. We're reacting poorly. We're not feeling in control of our emotions. So, so why is, why is boundary setting so important and what does that look like for us as moms, especially? Okay, so I love the way that you asked that question, Jesse, because it was just this, this great little segue when really we teach the same tool, the same what you see tool, first off for moms when they're really frustrated. So like, let's say your kid is putting his shoes on or not putting his shoes on. You've asked him 10 times nicely because you're trying to be that calm, you know, attached mother and you're just super frustrated because you, you want to get out the door. Like one of the first things you can do is say what you see for you. you you're really frustrated. You're really mad. You want to yell, run over to the bathroom, close the door, look in the mirror and you say what you see with yourself. You're really mad right now. And literally talk to yourself in the second person, like use the word you for yourself. You're really mad right now. You're so frustrated. Validate yourself. Make sure that you know it's okay for you to feel how you feel because there's nothing wrong with emotions. They're just messages. They don't mean you're a bad person. When you get mad at your kids, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. And actually, you know, mother rage is a big thing. And it's a big thing that we talk about. And really rage and anger, it's merely a message from your heart, an escalated message letting you know that your boundaries have been crossed. So I'll talk to you about boundaries more now because the see what you see is a little bit, you know, a little bit to help with boundaries, but um, say what you see for you. But if we, if we really talk into or speak into, um, you know, boundaries, boundaries, we, we complicate them a lot. And we, I think many times we don't even know what our boundaries are. We don't know the difference between boundaries and rules. And it feels, it can feel really awkward holding our boundaries. A lot of times when it comes to boundaries for many of us is we're kind of waiting for other people to see if they're going to respect our boundaries. We might be brave enough to put our boundary out there if we are even connected enough to know what it is. But even still, we're waiting for other people to waiting for other people to hold them, whether it's our spouse, whether it's our kids, that sort of thing. And the thing is, is that your boundaries are super tied to your identity. And so when your boundaries aren't getting held, then, you know, or respected by other people, then you're really starting to get, you can really start to get escalated and upset. But the thing is, boundaries are, they're so simple. They're so, so simple. It's crazy how simple they are. They're actually all about your preferences. They're, your boundaries merely are what you like and what you don't like. And so starting to become more aware as a mom of what you like and what you don't like and starting to put your preferences first. Now, this is the really tricky part because a lot of people are like, that's selfish. I can't put myself first. But here's the thing. Moms just are, we just are self-sacrificing. It's just who we are. We just want to love our families. We want to care for them and we want to look after them. So when you put your preferences first, you're still putting all those wants of wanting to look after your family and wanting your family to feel loved and all those things. But when mama is well looked after, everyone is well looked after, right? And when you start paying attention to your own preferences, you start paying attention to other people's preferences. Like actually that's a really important part of say what you see with your kids is acknowledging something they like or something they don't like. You know, like you give your kid the red cup and they wanted the blue cup and they start screaming. You rec you recognize that. Doesn't mean you have to give them the red cup, right? Or I don't know which one I said now that they wanted, but you can just say like, you really wanted the other cup. You know, it's okay to express to them, you know, what they liked and what they didn't like. Cause again, that's, that's affirming their identity. And when you can start paying attention to your own preferences, you start affirming your identity. And so I'll, I'll give you some examples of what that looks like too. So instead of thinking that your son is bad, let's say when he kicks his toy, like let's say you ask him to clean up and he kicks his toy and you think, oh, what a bad kid, right? <laughs> or what a jerk or whatever, you know, whatever thoughts come into our mind because those thoughts come in, right? Instead, just recognize the fact that you didn't like it. 
I didn't like that. I hated that he kicked his toy, right? Because that one little shift puts the power in your hands to do something yourself instead of placing blame on him and feeling powerless at how bad your child is, right? Then you're free to redirect him and just be like, oh, and you can use say what you see. Oh, you kicked that toy. You're really mad. You really don't want to clean up. And it's time to clean up. You know, you can lay out your boundary there, but you, you help him find a way to meet his needs. Maybe you help him find a way to like get his mad out in a way that you're okay with because mad is just a, it's a buildup of energy. It's got to come out when we hold it inside, you know? And so a lot of times with parents will say, can you get a pillow that your kid can punch? Can they punch a pillow instead? What are you okay with? Can they stamp? Can they stamp on the floor? How can they express that emotion in a way that's socially beneficial? And because it, it has to be okay to be mad. It has to be okay. Right. But it also has to be expressed in a way that's okay. That kind of an idea. So, and language of listening says that all behavior is driven by three healthy needs. I've already kind of mentioned that. Um, and, and again, when your son kicks a toy, he's just meeting a need by kicking that toy and you'd prefer that he meets it in a different, in a different way. So again, that idea of, you know, that you didn't like it, that's really, really important. So, and let's talk about, you know, holding boundaries with your spouse. Cause that can kind of look a little bit different, but it's the same in this, in some ways. Cause again, it goes back to your, your preferences. So instead of thinking, and it means your husband doesn't love you when he forgets your anniversary, let's say, I hope that never happens, but if it does, <laughs> let's just not take it as, you know, my husband doesn't love me, but think about, think about how much you hated it. Like really acknowledge how you feel like I hated that. I hate that he forgot it. You know, when you say what you see for you and that validation of your preferences, it does so much. Okay. First, it gives you the opportunity to mourn what you feel that you've lost. Cause it really, it really does feel like a loss, right? When that opportunity is missed, that feels like a loss and that's okay. And second, it frees you up to clearly think about what you want or what you would wish for in that situation. Then it feels so much easier to go to him and instead of hitting him with a blast of anger, which is gonna put him on the defensive, right? You can offer him well thought out ideas of how to make it up to you, right? You will likely also be able to express your hurt in a more connected way, in a way that's gonna be easier. Again, this is how human beings work, right? If we go at our husband and we're mad, he's probably already feeling a lot of shame. So if we go and we're mad and we just pile more of that shame on, he's probably just gonna to wanna to crunch up. I would, I would if I forgot my anniversary and my husband fell hurt, right? And he came at me mad. Right. So instead of like, like, like it's that idea of first, like acknowledging your preferences, acknowledging, validating how you feel because emotions, they're just messages. They're just messages about what you like and what you don't like. Right. And those are messages about your identity, you know, and then when you can come at it more calmly, but still validate it, still, you know, you've spent some time with yourself. And then again, being able to express your hurt in, in a connective way means, you, you know, you're probably going to get some good love from him too. And, and some good validation from him too. And that's, that's fantastic for a relationship. Like language of listening has been so good for my marriage. Can I just say that? It's been so good for my husband and I being able to meet our own needs and help each other, you know, support each other in meeting needs. And there's none of this kind of weird codependent, you know, um, stuff that can happen in relationships. So. I, I love that. Um, you know, one of the things that I really love about what you just said is that we said that being mad is just a buildup of energy. Mm -hmm. and I think that a lot of my listeners, they honestly, they struggle with anger. I mean, I, I mean, that is one of the parts of my story of me having to work through my anger and really, you know, how to go from being an angry mom to being a more empowered mom. And that's exactly what we're talking about here. And I'm just wondering what kind of just words of encouragement could you give to the mom right now who's listening and thinking, I am just kind of an angry mom. I just, I feel so mad all the time and I hate it. Like what, what kind of encouragement can you offer her? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, you know, one of the things I would say is, first off, it's pretty normal. I really don't know moms that, that don't, you know, that don't lose it sometimes. Like mother rage, it's a thing. And it's one of those things that, um, you know, like it's so good that you're talking about it, Jesse, because so few people talk about it. We feel a lot of shame around it. I think there's other emotions we feel a lot of shame around too when it comes to being moms, you know, a sadness, loneliness, you know, but I think that mother rage is really, really a big one because we'd never behave that way out in public, right? And so it's this kind of this silent, you know, secret that comes out. And, you know, a lot of ways it, it can be rooted in childhood difficulties. And I think, you know, if people can can kind of get in touch with um, you know, with that side of themselves that that that's really, really important. That's a big part of what I work on with people. Actually, that's what kind of led me to wanting to be a parenting coach was that like I had a difficult childhood and I wanted to parent in a different way than I was parented. And, um, and it's totally possible. Sometimes it doesn't feel possible, you know, um, but, um, you know, I wanted to respect my kids as separate individuals with their own thoughts and feelings. And if you didn't get that as a child, you know, there are tools, there are ways to start getting that. And again, one of the ways is to start paying attention to what you like and what you dislike. And the next step, and this is maybe one of those, those encouragements that I can give to moms, start paying attention to what you want. Really start paying attention to what you want and be okay with going after what you want and trust yourself. Trust yourself, mamas. Like you have so much good in you. And just like our kids are gonna, like, you know, that premise from language of listening says, children act according to who they believe they are. Like mamas, we act according to who we believe we are. And, and maybe we weren't allowed to believe those good things about ourselves when we were growing up. Because many times, again, if we had a difficult childhood, and a lot of people don't know that they had a difficult childhood. Um, but what ends up happening is, and, and we'll talk about preferences again, we had to put other people's preferences ahead of our own in order to survive as children really that's what ends up like when it comes to punishment and different things you know um those things can cause children to put other people's preferences ahead so that they can um so that they can feel like you know it's one way for kids to maintain their connection with their caregiver the punishments like you know spanking and timeouts un unfortunately those you know one was supposed to be a replacement for the other timeouts are supposed to be a replacement for for spanking um but both of those what they do is they for most kids what their little brain does is understand that the the caregiver relationship is starting to come into um uh you know that there, it, it, it's it's challenged. You know that, that that the caretaker relationship is being held back, and uh, you, you know, and so that they need to have you know show self control. But really, what they're doing is they have self control through fear. Um, and when we can when we can produce an environment that's you know where the caregiver relationship is not being held back as a punishment, um, then there's not that fear happening. But but if it happened to you as a child, then then what what happens in in your little brain is that you had to put your parents' preferences ahead of your own. Um, and so, so, and, and this is just what I call our internal radar system. And so our internal radar system many times is kids and sometimes it's teachers, sometimes it's even friends at school, right? If kids at school are making fun of you, many times you had to give up your preferences, right? You had to stop liking certain things and start pretending you liked other things. So even if you didn't have a difficult childhood, right? Like, like it's all, it's a lot of giving up our preferences as children. So bringing our preferences back as adults and especially as moms, you know, cause again, like if there's nothing selfish about it, like as moms, um, when we put, when we put our preferences first, we know our preferences. We know that our children are <laughs> probably a huge priority for us, right? Like and our husbands even too and family life, all those things. So there, it's just that everything is going to come into a proper order. Um, and so, yeah, to, and even taking, get mamas to take 20 minutes and sit down and just write out everything you want. All the crazy things that you know you could never have and all the sort of, maybe I might be all of them things and all the things that you know you can have. Start paying attention to what you want and it's okay to go after those things. Because what happens is, 
you know, like maybe you hate doing the laundry, but when you can connect with like what you like about the laundry, like having clean laundry in the drawers, maybe you really, really like that. That gets you doing things without this feeling of resentment. So you're coming from a place of there's that, that ability to choose, right? Starting to choose what you like and what you love so that that resentment can just leave your motherhood. And again, you know, the overwhelm of motherhood can start to lift off. Cause I think that's why a lot of moms get angry is a lot of it is the, is the overwhelm that we're feeling. Cause we're just, our, our whole system gets overwhelmed with too much um, information from the outside and from the inside. There's a lot of messages coming from the inside too. And so really paying attention to preferences. Thank you. Thank you for speaking into that. Um, where can listeners find more information about your program or where can they find you? Yeah, so um, listeners can go to afteraces.com slash love the way you parent if they want to check out what I'm offering. Um, actually, for the next little while, I am offering 45-minute free consults to mom as a result of um, COVID-19 because I know a lot of moms are unexpectedly at home with kids. And really, this could be a time when we really invest in our parenting. And um, and just I want to help moms out. So, so there's that, you know. Um, but also, if you're just thinking about wanting to explore working with me to explore like a coaching relationship, people can totally find me there again afteraces.com slash love the way you parent on instagram i'm at love dot the dot way dot you dot parent <laughs> so love the way you parent with dots in between okay on instagram and then i also have a, um, a facebook group where i where i give tons of uh, tons of free information i teach about all the three tools and all the premises of language of listening and that that facebook group is simply called love the way you parent so if you look up if people look up love the way you parent on facebook um hop into my my free group yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I am, can I just say real quick, just one more time, I am really excited about what it is that you offer because again, for us as moms, there are a lot of challenges. There are a lot of misperceptions of our emotions even, or how to manage them or how to manage our child's emotions and what to do with all of the, the information, you know, that you just mentioned that's coming in and just the work that you do is so valuable and so needed. So I just want to say thank you again. Thank you for taking the time to share this with us. Thank you for coming in to speak to my mom empowered gals and just thank mm. you for just, for just being here today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. Oh, Jesse, that just warmed my heart right up. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. So happy. Yeah.